Hello and welcome to Too Fit to Be Tied. Where we talk about health from a variety of perspectives. Emotional health. Mental health. Physical health. And spiritual health. My name is Jerome. And I'm your co-host, Constance. All right, so what are we talking about today, Constance? So today we actually have a guest. Her name is Kristen Stafford, and she is going to be talking to us about health and wellness, which uh, um, we like to talk a lot about, obviously. But I thought, let's throw somebody else in the mix today. Sounds good. Right? What do you think? Sounds great. Okay, so she's a Czech holistic lifestyle coach. Okay. Do you know now- what that is? A little bit. I'm a little. I'm sort of familiar with uh, Paul Czech is the Czech Institute, right? Yeah. He's a. I used to watch his personal training videos when I first got into the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I know he does some. I don't know some more spiritual, metaphysical things in addition to, um, you know, in addition to the training things. I don't. Okay. I don't. Well, we're gonna find out. Yeah, you don't need I, to know. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Good. That's I, why I, she's I, gonna I be a just guest. Said, I don't know. (laughs) Kristen Um, will tell us. All right. So, Kristen, hello. Hi. How are you? I am well. How are you? Um, We're good. You just missed the part where Jerome was trying to explain what a Czech practitioner was, basically. And then I said, you know what? We'll just let Kristen do it. (laughs) (laughs) I am disappointed that I missed it. I'm hoping that it was awesome and accurate when it is uh, such a spectrum, shall we say, of... Of things that come into it. So uh, a Czech practitioner works with clients in a holistic capacity, looking at movement, mindfulness, and their whole being through body, mind, and spirit. That, that, was, was, a, that was a much better explanation. That was not what Jerome said, okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to edit out my... <laughs> <laughs> she did a way better job. She, you, I... She killed it. All right. So we're, we are, I'm, we are lucky enough to have you on. Um, so thanks for being a guest on uh, Too Fit to Be Tied. But oh my goodness, thank you. Of course. So I've known you for a really long time. We actually used to work together. Um, and uh, you always, you, you were always the Pilates instructor and I was always the group fitness, you know, I was always stuck in the group fitness room. Um, yeah. And we would cross paths once in a while. And uh, it wasn't until... I maybe started entering um, my later 30s and having neck issues. Actually, you have your own studio in Oak Park, which we'll talk about a little later. I had a studio in Oak Park. We were neighbors. Um, And I had come to you because I had some severe neck issues from boxing, and I thought you were just going to help me do some, you know, weird Pilates moves, and I was going to be cured. Like, you know, two sessions, and I'd be done. (laughs) And Kristen... uh, would tell me a lot about opening my heart. And I'm like, what is with this girl? Like, I have heard this (laughs) from my massage therapist and from, you know, a uh, psychic. And I've heard this from Amanda, who has been a guest on our podcast before, The Energy Healer. And I'm like, seriously, this girl too? Like, what the hell? Um, And so I want to know, you know, you used to tell me to wear green a lot. And so I want you to explain to everybody, and it's fine. You can totally, you know, you can 
freely talk. But I want to know, first of all, like, are you psychic? What's the story here? So give us a little bit of information on what it is you do, especially in that type of capacity. How did you know that? And how do you work with your clients in terms of that? Yeah. So the the holistic piece of it, when I started out in movement um, and going through, so I've been in the fitness industry for 20 years and um, you know, having that approach of always working the whole body physically was important to me. And as I worked through my own pieces, I have suffered from chronic uh, neck tension, headaches, migraines for a very long time. And so I feel like so much of what I have done has been um, part of my own journey and just trying to figure out those pieces. And so to incorporate the the mental and the spiritual aspects of it was something that I was introduced to about, it was late 2009. And so about like 12 years ago or so. And it was something that was very much missing from the work that I was doing for myself, but I also had no idea what it was. So it's uh, really uh, a pleasure to have you say, yes, all these other people doing these other modalities of work that are seemingly so different. And yet I was touching on things that were so similar. So when we're looking at the body, we can think about the nervous system and we have one nervous system. And yes, there are different branches, of course, but we still, we have one set of nerves that is feeding our entire body. So what's happening physically in our body is also going to have connection to what's happening mentally, emotionally, and spiritually within our body. And so I was trained in this. I wasn't born with a a psychic or intuitive Mm -hmm. ability and simply honed the skill set that I believe is within every one of us. And we, I also believe that we all tune in with it in different ways. Okay. So like use this as an example. So you, I come in, I'm obviously very sort of, I, I boxed for, you know, however many years for a long time. And I come in, my shoulders are rounded. My, you know, I'm constantly having my guards up. As, as you know, you tell me to do something and my hands would be like right at my chest, let's just say, yeah. or my face. <laughs> um, so for, for the, the listeners, you can visualize that everything specifically that I did was very much in that boxer stance. I mean, even when I would learn how to dance, they were like, oh my God, you need to open your chest. You need to, like physically, I couldn't do a lot of that. So you seeing that, and obviously from your skill set, this told you what? Yeah, so it was looking at, again, going in both directions. So we can look at physically what's happening. Um, Almost along the lines of you've, perhaps heard that TED talk, the fake it till you make it. And she talks about um, our physical presence and posture. If you're nervous about something, you can hold yourself in a posture that is keeping you in a confident posture. And so it goes both ways that if we are physically moving ourselves into the same posture that is either compressing our neck, our chest, our back, that can then end up impacting our thoughts and emotions. But it especially comes from the other end of it. Our thoughts and emotions will be represented or reflected within our physical body. And so I feel like that is sort of what I have 
come to be able to interpret within this work, having the physical background that I have and the training in that, that I can see now instead of simply focusing on, oh, okay, we need to activate your rotator cuff or we need to open your obliques. We're also looking at, oh, she's really closed in around the sternum or around the heart. So there is something that is perhaps blocked, stalled, stagnant in there. And so we want to look at moving the physical body, but we can also welcome the mental and emotional body of that as well. And we can do it in such a number of different ways. Green is one piece of it because that is part of the the vibration that comes out of that plexus of nerves or referred to as the heart chakra. And you can bring it into other pieces of other aspects that relate. Breath is a big part of it because of the positioning, um, looking at your lungs and the placement of that nerve plexus. So I'll come in with uh, more than a few tools or tricks in my bag to share with people. And and I actually remember us doing that. We did a ton, I mean, tons of breath work. And I'm like, I have no idea. I thought I was going to be like crunching and planking and sweating. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. I mean, I, all right, I I trusted you. And I was like, I, I, I've known you for a long time. I'm like, let's, all right, like whatever she wants to do. She used to make me want to, she used to make me wear green. And then all of a sudden I would come in randomly. My entire wardrobe was green and I don't know how that happened. And then my life changed. And I mean, everyone on the podcast that that everyone that listens knows, you know, the story. But Kristen, you were really a really big part of sort of forcing me to do some things that I don't think I would have ever done had I not worked with you. So, no, thank you. Um, Jerome, I know you have a million questions, so I'm going to let you go. So what what would be like a typical, like a person comes in and says, my back hurts or... I don't know what's what's your process for um like assessing that for for assessing yeah. that and and then beginning the work yeah so i I have an actual online intake that I do with clients that's a nice piece because it is somewhat tangible for them. They're able to look and see oh these physical areas in my body are indicating places where um, my body is showing signs of stress, and then it's something that we can go back to months down the road in order to be able to reassess. Mm -hmm. And then within my intake, I'll do a physical intake. I'll do a lifestyle intake as well. So we'll look at things like not only movement, but what is your hydration, your nutrition, your sleep-wake cycle or circadian habits? Um, Do you take time for rest and playfulness? How do you connect and engage with your thoughts and your emotions? And so starting out with that, that tends to be just such an informative piece for not only me, but for the client as well. Because oftentimes they've never been asked these questions before. They haven't thought about it for themselves. And then it is very often the case of what you described. Somebody will come in and they're talking about a shoulder pain or a back pain, um, perhaps with weight loss. And so we're going to look at all of those pieces that I just described within the intake and then also tying it into the nerve plexuses or the chakras that I mentioned earlier. So there are seven primary, but within each and every single joint that you have, you actually have a bundle of nerves there that can be referred to as a chakra. Those are considered secondary. And so the ones that I look at and work with are the primary or the ones that are located on your spine or your um, central nervous system. And so when you look at something like back, we'll be considering, is this a lower back issue, um, mid-back, upper back, 
and then starting to connect into the chakra. So because you asked, you said back specifically, do you have anything going on in your back, Jerome? Uh, no, I don't. I just... Okay. Oh. <laughs> Jerome is sweating right now. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so let me so, ask you this. I mean, for us as trainers, okay, someone comes in, I have a back issue. We're like, all right, you must have... Maybe it's tight hamstrings. Maybe it's, you know... Um, uh, abdominal issues, you know, and, and we're looking at the physical side of things, trying to figure out why something mechanically is working or not working. You go a little deeper and you are looking at something on a more sort of spiritual nervous system type level. Is that a good description? I think it's accurate. And I would even simplify it a little bit more than that. Or looking at, um, I love that the title of what I do, it's called Holistic Lifestyle Coaching. It seems really broad, but it also is that simple that when we're looking at your legs, for example, if somebody is coming in and they have a chronic foot, ankle, knee, or hip issue, we're typically going to look into what's referred to as the root. And so those are your foundational pieces. So you go, oh, yeah, okay, my legs are my foundation. I stand on them all the time. And they are going to be guiding every step that I take. So we can look at the pieces of gait. We can look at strength or overtension, instability through the muscles. And then we also want to just take a step further and look at what are the pieces in life? Why what pieces might be coming up for you that feel unsteady in your life? Where might you be lacking confidence in taking your next step in life? And all of a sudden we go, what? Well, that totally resonates and makes sense. <laughs> and so while it, like I said, on the outside might seem uh, like it's a little bit of, of magic or sorcery, there are also pieces that are really quite simple and make a lot of, um, have a lot of representation in our physical body to our everyday life. Wow. Now, do you always find that there is a, um, I guess a spiritual component that goes along with the physical issues that you're dealing with? Can, um, like say for example, you know, the, the back issue, can you have a is, is there always like something? I don't, I don't yeah, know if that would be like the, just be like tight hamstrings, nothing else. Yeah, yeah. just physical. Or is it yeah. is it like does that an, is that an indicator of something going on in one of your chakras? Yeah, I hear your question. So it is most often there is a relationship between the physical and the mental, emotional, spiritual. And so when would it not be? Those are typically going to be times when it is an acute injury that recovers quickly, largely on its own. Hmm. If it's not recovering on its own or it's been there chronically in the body, I will be so bold as to say that there is definitely something that's going on mentally, emotionally, and or spiritually. Oh, interesting. So let's say, okay, I come to you, Jerome comes to you, let's say Jerome. He comes to you, my back, you know, you end up finding that there is, you know, you start to try to talk to him about some of his lifestyle, you know, his lifestyle, some of his issues, maybe his past, and he is not having it. He's like, um, I'm here for the planking. <laughs> like, I did not, like, you know, I was open with, I was open, I trusted you, but I'm sure you have to have people that are not ready to face some of those 
um, harder questions, so to speak. And what do you do with clients Uh, like that? And knowing that there may be, this may be their issue, how do you get past that? And how do you get people to open up to you, even if they're... If they can't get there. Yeah. I guess it's so, I, I guess it's maybe not something that they're used to. Like yes. hearing about chakras and, and things like that. <laughs> I, I tend not to blow the doors wide open in the first session. And again, the intake of asking people about their sleep habits, their hydration, that tends to start opening people up a little bit more because they usually haven't received an intake like that. So they start to get a little bit curious. Um, and then... I love connecting with the body. I think that that is so much of our experience, what we can relate and connect to. And there are so many wonderful parallels with movement that we can relate to our mental and emotional life. And so I'll typically, I meet a client where they are. I start um, getting in a little bit into some of those pieces and I ask a lot of questions versus doing a lot of telling because that tends to be favorable for me. And so I think that that is a favorable way for others to learn as well. And when we can start to see things like, even in the example of weightlifting and if you are spotting someone, I believe that that is such an amplification of energy and intention. And what I mean by that is you have two people who are both there with this same mindset. We want this bar to not crush the person on the bottom. And Mm -hmm. we want to push that bar back up safely. And I'm sure both of you and so many of the listeners have experienced on their own Yes. How many times have I tried this weight, this exercise on my own and struggled, but yet I have somebody there who's spotting, who's not actually touching the bar, the weight. They're just there with the same thought or intention that I have. And magically I can do another three repetitions with ease and I'm not struggling on it. Oh, that's interesting. I love that. That's a really good description. Thank you. So that's part of how I move people into just opening into the the physical and mental emotional connection that it is absolutely there in everything. It is present in everything that we're doing. So much of what I was able to realize within my own body, um, I had an experience many years ago. My father was, uh, he struggled with alcoholism his entire life and, um, a couple years before he passed, I started getting swelling in both of my lower legs. So from my knees down to my feet, they were huge. It looked like I was 11 months pregnant. My legs were bright red. And then I had vasculitis as well. So I had pitting edema. I could push into my legs and it dimpled and would stay there by no exaggeration, about a half an inch. And then you could just see the white uh, lining of my veins through my legs. And I went in and had it checked out at one of the major hospitals in the area. They checked my blood work. They checked my legs with ultrasound. Like, yeah, your blood work looks great. The ultrasound looks great. We don't know what to tell you. And so I was given um, anti-inflammatories and sent home and started on this mission of my own and said just really divine timing that I had started into this holistic work and was able to connect with a chiropractor and a massage therapist, but I was so working on the physical end of it, but I also 
was on the start of a really big mental, emotional, spiritual journey of my own to realize that my foundation, part of my roots, this relationship with my father was deeply impacting me and it was representing itself physically. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. That really is. Um, what, what do you like most about what you do in, in this industry? Mm, I love working with people who are new into either movement and or the, the more holistic side of work. Um, I just, I think it's so much stinking fun to be able to help people start to realize something about their own body that they didn't have any awareness of before. And then again, being able to grow on that and start to realize these connections with their whole selves that again, maybe they thought that like, oh, this is just me. There's something wrong with me. Or I'm going to have this problem and I've had several people tell me that it can't be resolved and then to find out that they actually do have the ability to heal and it is within their body's innate wisdom, but also being a part of that support system for them because I think that's why we're here on this planet that I often say not one of us got here on our own. There was not a single person who was born on their own. And so we are here. We're here to connect. We're here to commune with others. And so I'm just super grateful every day to be a part of that process with other human beings. Now, I'm going to be the naysayer over here. What Uh is your least favorite thing about this industry? You you really need to open I know. (laughs) I'm I'm wearing black today. That's why. It's because I'm not wearing green. Right, open that. Well, you know, we all, Uh, but I think it's good. We all, I mean, you can tell that you love your job. You know what I mean? You can tell that you speak about it with passion, but there's always that, there's always the challenges to working with people and trying to help people. And so I'm curious for my own, you know, knowledge, what you don't like about this being in this industry. Yeah, I mean, there are a few things. (laughs) There are a few. So one of the first things that comes to mind is, sort of the the marketed aspect of health and fitness that we really have been trained to believe that gadgets and gizmos and quick fixes are going to be a resolve for us. And it's just not true. It's not what we're here for. Again, we're here for the journey. And as cliche as that sounds, when you think about this simple piece of, of a charge or a polarity, there is no negative without a positive. So a magnet does not work without its opposite attraction. And so that's what challenges are for. They are there for us to be able to experience life in different ways. And that through that, that is life. And that on the other side of it, we have that equal and opposite reaction, if you will, of enjoyment or pleasure. And so looking in that quick fix that we have been told is is there and attainable for all of us, uh, that's, that's a difficult message to try to work through the masses. And then on uh, another end of it is the piece of 
the omnipotent practitioner that so often when I connect with others who I think are going to be like-minded, there's so bloody much competition and feeling like, yep, I'm going to be the the therapist, the practitioner, the trainer who's going to have all the answers for this individual. Mm -hmm. And the only person who has all the answers for that individual is the individual. And they are able to connect with themselves and feel, yep, this has been really helpful for me or nope, I learned from that, but thank you so much. I am ready to move on to that next piece. Well, it's interesting you say that because there are two types of people, in my, in my opinion, in the fitness industry. Um, and there are some that get into it because they actually want to help people. And there are others that get into it because they want to be the one. They want to be the answer. They want to be the go-to. They want to... The guru. They want to be the guru, right. Um, and I think that that is part of the problem, especially, I'm sure you, 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 we've all seen, when you get somebody that has been a part of that and they come to you, they're very skeptical because they have been through so much and things have not worked because obviously um, they've been with somebody who hasn't really cared. And so... Um, I guess my my question to you is, what do you think is the reason that people want to get so healthy and fit, but it doesn't work for them, other than the quick fixes and other than the fact that they have to be with somebody who, you know, obviously cares and is doing it for the right reason. But what? why do we have such a massive amount of people that are interested in health and wellness, but aren't healthy and well? Mm, yes. Um it circles back into some of those pieces that I was referring to that it ends up being a bit of a dichotomy where we are very much here for connection and community, I believe, yet there's this other part within us that needs to be independent. And so those two parts of ourselves can can battle with each other that we feel like we need to become a Google PhD on a subject. And because mm-hmm. we can find some information online, we need to uh, be able to do it on our own. And so I think that that is not only within the individual as the client or patient, um, but it also then presents for the practitioner or the therapist or the trainer. And being able to go back to ourselves and ask, what is my intention? What am I doing this for? And if you are doing it, you're like, yep, I need that. I need that experience of feeling like I am needed and I am valued and valuable. That's great. That's definitely a part of of our needs being fulfilled. If we can also ask it in a way that says, am I still doing my best work for these as I fulfill my needs? In other words, am I giving to this person what he or she needs? I ask myself all the time when I have clients I've worked with for a few sessions or for years and to be able to say, hmm, am, am I showing up for this person in the way that I want to or do I need to refer out? And I've been fortunate that I've connected with other uh, practitioners and therapists, et cetera, who have been able to come into the studio. But I also refer outside of the studio as often as I can. I think that that's another part of the experience. 
So that's a long answer <laughs> saying that uh, we have, I like to say, a need to be needed and a need to be freed. And it's a little bit of a balancing act uh, personally and professionally. Doesn't her voice just soothe you? Yeah, I'm I'm, like, I'm just I'm like in a trance right now. Are you? <laughs> it is. I've always felt that about you. Every time I've had a conversation, I'm like, wow, I feel so zen right now. <laughs> Can you can you talk a little bit more about uh, chakras? Like my my thoughts about chakras um, was that they were mainly, um, I guess, a spiritual thing, and I thought about them in terms of like meditation. And then years later, I found out, oh, there are actually bundles of nerves at each of these locations. And um, is is it that the the chakra, what we think of as chakras, is the 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 spiritual uh, manifestation of those bundles of nerves? There is the physical aspect of it, as you described, the the bundle of nerves. And I think that sometimes things can get misinterpreted in communication when we think about it coming from another language. And mm-hmm. so not only trying to understand a concept that we might not be familiar with, but then also attempting to understand the language that it's being expressed in. Um, so the physical piece of it, bundle of nerves, we can think about it being along our spine, which is like our information superhighway. And at each of those locations, it's like its own computer. And so then through that, there's the computer that is going out to that area in the body. So if you're familiar with Those seven primary, the root impacting your legs and lower body, also tying into, as I said earlier, your foundation. I think of it as our family, our friends, and our finances. That's a pretty darn big part of our being. Mm -hmm. Moving up to your sacral chakra, that is physically located at your pelvis. And so it's also impacting the the organ systems. We can think about your kidneys, your bladder, um, your large intestine. So there's a lot to do with elimination within that part of our lives. And so within the other side of that, if we're getting rid of something, it's also opening up an opportunity for creation. So we can also look at positioning of sex organs and traveling up into your solar plexus, positioned at your stomach. So you have assimilation, the way, same way that we assimilate nutrients from food, how you assimilate with your experiences in life. And these are just brief descriptions or explanations of them. Heart, heart, I always go to this very Oprah-like place of love. (laughs) It's just love. And it is unconditional how you give and receive unconditional love to and from yourself, and then how are you able to give and receive that out to and from others. Your throat, communication, um, neck and arms are tied into that. Third eye positioned basically um, center of the brain between the brows and tying into your senses. So how you are sensing the your life around you, as well as your intuition, which can very much be a heightened sense. So if somebody has a a super strong sniffer, they're going to pick up on smells more. So the same thing within our kinesthetic sense and the remainder of our senses. And then finally, your crown, it's physically positioned at the top of the head. And so we think of that as connection to higher power, 
And so in whatever form that may be, if you are somebody who feels a really strong connection to nature, if you love to just look at the clouds, look at the veins of leaves on a tree, love water uh, running across a stream, if you have a more spiritual connection in a way that feels more religious and or perhaps more in, I think of like a scientific connection to universe and planets and stars, there are so many different avenues that any individual can take because that's how awesome it is to be human. You can choose your own adventure. That was a really well, good description of the chakras. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. I wish I could like diagram it as uh, you're going. <laughs> that was very good. Um, okay. So Kristen, tell everybody what your like ideal client is and where we could find you. I'm going to go with where you can find me first. Okay. So I have um, the physical location of Balance Fitness Studio that is located in Oak Park, Illinois. And I am just launching a new website. It's called Health Made Happy. And it contains all of this information and more. So it's structured around movement mindfulness and meditation, but in bite-sized pieces so that you don't have to come in and do a deep dive in any of it. You don't have to do a lifestyle overhaul in any of those aspects and you can just start um, taking it in one step at a time. And then ideal client. I have said for a long time that I feel like it is the person who has struggled with something as I talked about my own physical challenges and then tying into the mental emotional challenges. If you are someone who has either felt on your own or been told by one or many others that that's just you, either it's in your head or that is how your body is and it cannot be changed, I would love to have a conversation and see if there's even one thing that we could connect with to help bring your body and mind into uh, a more aligned, um, connected and comfortable place. I love that. Wow, that's great. Well, thanks for joining us today. Yes, thank you so much. We learned a lot. Yeah. I'm so glad and really thank you both so much. It was super fun and so this is this is my jam. Just do a little powwow and just share <laughs> these things that it's kind of hard to have it come up in just a casual conversation. So I'm very thankful for the opportunity to share it with uh, with both of you and all of your listeners. Oh, of course. We will definitely, I'm sure we will have you on again for uh, a different topic, but uh, for yeah. now, thank you so much. I'd we'll make it. sure that we um, link where people can find you when we post our podcast, and uh, we will talk soon. We'll have to do coffee soon. Yes, All right. absolutely. Thank you, All Kristen. Right. Have, have a good day. rest of your weekend. Bye, guys. Okay, right. bye. Bye-bye. Wow. Wow, that was pretty interesting. I know, right? Yeah, we may have to have her back on to talk about intuition and some of the other things that she it, You mentioned. know, she's... It's interesting how... I find it interesting how people are afraid to try other things or think outside of the box. And I think she's just mm -hmm. a perfect example of that. I mean, I know working with her myself, I was like, what is going, what are we talking about? Like, this was not what I expected. And it really made a huge difference for me. So yeah. um, 
I think that sometimes if you are out there and you're looking to get healthy and you're looking to get um, more of a, making fitness a lifestyle isn't just about going out and working out five times a week. You know, there's so much more to it. Yeah. Um, and get like we talk about on our podcast, getting healthy all around, not just physically. Yeah, physically, mentally, emotionally. Yeah. Right. Just like our, just like, just our, like our intro. <laughs> um, well, because so many of those things are are connected. I mean, and you know, it's interesting. She's saying like, if you've got, you know, for example, back problems, and for some people think I have back problems now. I guess. Do you have? I know. Do you have a back problem? Do we have to talk about your back problem? And- well, we'll talk about it off. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I don't have a back problem. All right. I, yeah, but anyway, so but if if you've got this thing that's hanging around, that it it may not. It may be manifesting mm-hmm. physically, but it may go a lot deeper than that. Um, yeah, so that was. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. Good. I hope our listeners did too. Yeah. Good All stuff. Right. All right. So for Too Fit to Be Tied, I'm Jerome. I'm Constance. And we'll see you next time. See ya.